Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Joshua Breckner, a musician and composer who recently released an album called Songs from an Unmade World on the Free Music Archive. We talked about his decision to go CC by, as well as where he gets his inspiration from, and a few places that the music has gone since it touched FMA. My name is Joshua Breckner. I am a music producer and composer under the uh, moniker Visager. What that project is, is primarily electronic music. People ask me, you know, what kind of electronic music? And so I sometimes make the distinction between my kind of like experimental, weird indie branch versus like the mainstream EDM scene, which is not where I find myself. And so I do a lot of sound collage and experimental alteration and warping of sounds. But I also have like a strong love in my heart for old school video game music. That's what led me initially to working on the project I just released called Songs from an Unmade World. So you said you, that you're a composer and producer. So how long have you been making music? Um, I started making music informally around 2010-11, back when I really didn't know what I was doing at all. I've been self-taught primarily. I've taken you know a couple classes, but it was not what I studied in school. Uh, nor, nor have I really have a, have a deep understanding of theory. I came from an acoustic music background. I played in a couple bands and I play saxophone and drums by nature. So when I translate everything over to computer, there's like a lot of rhythm and timbre focus that I do. And that's stuff that really plays into the kinds of instruments and sounds that are used in old school games. You've been approached after posting this release onto FMA for other people to use it in lots of different ways. Do you want to talk about some of the reactions you've gotten and responses? I've had music of mine on FMA before through a remix collaboration. And the net label was uh, Happy Puppy Records that got put up. And I had this project where I wanted to make a sort of open-ended album that was half finished, hence the songs from an unmade world. I had different level archetypes or like themes, like a castle theme or a forest theme, themes that reminded me of old games and hopefully would sort of strike that same chord in other people. And I wanted to throw it up somewhere that I knew people could find it and access it and use it for their projects. So I posted it with your help, Cheyenne, to FMA under an open source, as I was calling it, but it's really Creative Commons with Attributions License. So it's been used in a couple small projects already. There was a, a French guy who wrote me about using it for his game, which is an adaptation of actually of the old NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. It's called One Damn Level, and it recreates a specific level from this old school game. So he's dropped a couple of my songs in that. It's getting used in a Chicago area indie film. It's getting included on a net label called Leftover. Uh, sorry, not a net label, a net zine called Leftovers Magazine. And I, there are a couple other little projects in the works that people may use it for small things. And I'm hearing from people, you know, every every week or so, there's a new person who wants to use it for something. So it's been really gratifying in that sense. You said that you were reminded of or you kind of had these ideas for archetypal soundtracks for like different levels in a game. So I take it Mm -hmm. that you have some experience with games. Do you consider yourself a gamer? Uh, Definitely. It took a lot of persuading for me back in the day to convince my parents to buy me a Game Boy Pocket back in the day so I could play Pokemon. But uh, I really grew up feasting on the imagination in a lot of the old school Legend of Zelda games, Mario, of course. There's a game called Chrono Trigger, which is uh, about time travel. Um, And all these 
these games have their different styles of, of music and soundtrack. And the old school music is very influenced by classical in a lot of ways, but there's something about it that has this sort of like wistful nature. And uh, I can't separate that from my like sort of nostalgic feeling for old games, but um, I tried to capture that sort of pleasant, but also somber feeling in some of the music that I was making. Do you see a lot of musicians, like independent musicians, teaming up with game developers at this point since the web is kind of connecting so many people? Because I know there's sort yeah. of an indie game scene, um, but I, I'm not aware of how intertwined that is with like a Creative Commons music scene, if, if you could even call it that at this point. I first thought about doing this kind of project. There was a guy named Eric Skiff who made an album called The Resistor or The Resistance. And he actually lives like pretty close to me in Brooklyn. And I met up with him and talked to him about his music because I heard it in a game. So I looked it up and then I heard it in another game and I was like, well, that's interesting. And it turned out that he was hosting his music open source or under a Creative Commons license, not on FMA, but on his own website. And it just seemed like an awesome way to get your music out there for one and also to contribute to the scene. Since I'm not particularly immersed in like the larger New York indie game scene, I don't know too many developers personally. There are definitely a lot of collaborations out there. It's definitely an area that's very ripe for joining forces. Specifically, there's a, a game called Hotline Miami. That's a pretty popular mainstream indie title. And that that game used for its soundtrack a lot of 80s alike bands from like, I think mostly LA. They all came together, and made this collaborative soundtrack. And it's just super cool because each band is lending their own really specific, unique influence to the game. And I think that this sort of collaboration would be impossible without the web, which is uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely, 100%. There's a lot of people who were looking to Free Music Archive just for, they didn't really know what they were looking for. They just needed a place to sort of browse through a bunch of different sounds and find it. Your guys' platform is really awesome for doing that. People also search by license so they can mm -hmm. filter, oh, like I can use this for this project I'm working on. Yeah, I think also in my my in my project, the uh, the chiptune tag gave me a little boost also. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of folks that come in looking for specific sounds, and it's it's amazing to me how many people I run into who work in media who, when they hear that there's like an actual person, you know, when I meet someone and I'm like, yeah, I, I run the FMA, and they're like, oh, I have all these questions about it, <laughs> or like, oh, you do that? There's there's a person behind it. That's amazing. Yeah, um, I, I guess there's something about the the format of the website that sort of makes it feel like this uh, like sentient AI who's. <laughs> sort of calling all this music together from around the internet. Um, so Cheyenne, um, are there video games that you play lately? Um, do video games factor into your life at all? You know, I had a really long love affair with video games in my youth. And I think that now that I live in a place where I can go out into the world and do more exciting things, uh -huh. I'm kind of holding off. My plan is to take note of the video games that I hear are cool. And then maybe in like winter time when there's no way I'm leaving the house <laughs> or like maybe when I get really old and I can't really do much, but like lay around and like wear a VR helmet and go on campaigns. Like maybe that'll be my future. Man, that's kind but, of crazy to think about like a, a future where our nursing homes are filled with seniors with cruising gamers. around virtual reality world. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that that's definitely going to be a, a more commonplace thing um, as our generation ages. Yeah, I don't play a lot of video games these days, and really the ones that I find to be the most fun are like old stand-up arcade games or really simple like side-scrolly things. The ones with the really involved stories, I just don't feel like I have time for. As in most mediums, there are just too many good things out there to, to try them all. What other kinds of music projects do you work on? Are you working on anything right now? Or is music sort of a thing that comes and goes for you? Yeah, so no, I, I work, uh, my day job, I work at a robotics workshop for kids. That's a small for-profit company here in Brooklyn that does like basic engineering classes. And then most of my nights and weekends are, are composing in different, different projects, either personal or for other people. Uh, last month, I was working on remixing a jazz singer's music for a zombie theater show. That was happening, and my 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 non video game indie music is always uh, something that's chugging in the back. Currently, I have a project going on about space and oceans, kind of looking at these deep, mysterious, black under underground, un unknown worlds. So, I guess my music kind of is very exploratory uh, all the way through, just trying to peer into all these things that we don't know about. Do you want to talk about your podcast at all? Oh, sure. Yeah. I guess that's like another method of exploration that I do. I have a podcast called uh, The Up and Up Podcast. Uh, it's me and my friend Matt Torpy. We interview mostly sort of creative types. Most recently, we interviewed a guy, Jeff Bauer, who is a drag queen under the name Miss Tur. That's MS period Tur. Pretty, pretty clever. We just talk about like the creative decision making process that people do and figuring out where they're headed. Because um, like me, most of my peers are in this place of discovery and curiosity and indecision. Um, and it's helpful for me at least to have these conversations so I can sort of figure out my own trajectory. As a creator, how did you find out about Creative Commons? I wonder if my first introduction to it was just through options that are provided on Bandcamp. I first uploaded some of my music. Just seeing the different Creative Commons licenses that were available to me was really interesting. And so obviously when I was first putting up my music, I was figuring out what kind of licenses I wanted to do, especially because a lot of stuff I was doing used samples that limited me from the get-go. But the video game music, which is on FMA, the songs from an Unmade World album is all original content. So it was nice to be a little more liberal with how and where I could use and put that. Yeah, I know a lot of people also find it through Freesound if they're looking for sound effects for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, also around the same time. Um, I was probably for a weird album I was working on looking for some like railroad sounds or like lightning strikes and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the first time that I encountered Freesound, somebody was looking for an old modem like loading sound <laughs> sequence. Oh, I've 100% I've downloaded old modem sounds. Yeah, um, and I think another one was like an air raid siren and I was like, I'm sure they're here. <laughs> so yep. Gotten sirens also off resend. Yeah. Um, other big ones for me have been like just general applause, finding large audience applauses to overlap and make a weird crowd noise. Mm -hmm. I love that it's possible to cobble these things together from from bits other people have provided to the internet. So I guess my last question was, why did you want to put your work on the Free Music Archive? I ended up dropping it a few places, not just FMA, but definitely FMA more so than other places has been where people have found it, which has been amazing. Because I already had music there, it felt easy and convenient as one of the first places I reached out to, to try to uplink it. And I just knew that it was a place with a wholesome message and a dream that I believed in and one that I really felt matched with my vision for the album. And so I was super happy to be able to host it there. 
I'm always happy when people want to post something and they already know how they want to license it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So sure thank you for knowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a challenge lately. A couple of people who are very new to it are very indecisive and want me to keep changing the license information. <laughs> It's also what's nice about having it there too is just because it's surrounded by not just video game music, but like a lot of other music. And so I think that allows it to be heard in a different way from people who maybe come across it who aren't specifically looking for video game music. In putting out the album, I had uh, feedback from a lot of people who don't play video games at all and people who don't have a lot of experience in the world of video game music. And it's really interesting to hear how it's received for you know more newbie ears or not as experienced in the realm of video game music ears. Yeah, I mean, you said someone's going to use it in a film, so. Yeah, yeah, um, which is really exciting. It's also getting thrown in like the background of a, a Twitch stream here and there and some other little projects. So my humble little songs are growing up and moving out into the real world. Yeah, one thing that I say a lot is that once something touches the internet, it gets a life of its own. A lot of the music on FMA is no exception. Yeah, definitely. And the the many successes that I've been having with this so far have been really nice and have allowed me to throw myself a little bit more into maybe some more video game music that I'll be putting out. Yeah, we look forward to it. Thank you guys. And thank you, Cheyenne, so much for being such gracious hosts to my music. Well, thanks again for taking yeah. time out and answering my questions. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive. Our theme song this week is The Spider-Man's Nano Loop by Uncle Bibby, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org under a Creative Commons attribution license. To hear Joshua's full album, you can search for Visitor on the FMA, SoundCloud, or Bandcamp. 